five four three two one zero and liftoff. Dispatches, a production of Blur Bank, is an in-depth look at those living artistic lives. Each episode will feature photographs and audio interviews with narrative pioneers who have taken creativity and publishing in their own hands. From artists to authors, photographers to philosophers, Dispatches will reveal the faces and foundations of those who lead the creative way. Hello, everybody. I am recording from Santa Fe, New Mexico today with photographer Steve Reich. Steve, how are you today? Terrific. Thanks, Dan. So we're sitting at uh, the table in my living room, and it's a little squeaky. The table and chairs are a little squeaky, but it's authentic. It sounds like the West, yes. I think, so it's a good thing. So this is an imp- impromptu interview. We went. We just went for a hike, and um, you were in town because you, have an, you had an opening last night at the CCA, which is the Center for Contemporary Arts here in Santa Fe, which is a big deal. Is it's, it? It's, it's, yeah, it's a wow. big deal. You had a, you had a solo opening show, and I know because I was there, and you were there, and uh, we made some pictures, and it was a beautiful exhibition, but let's, before we talk about that show, let's go, let's go back in time here to when Steve was, was little, and Steve was just, just getting into photography, because you come from where? I come from New York. Hence and, the accent. Uh, yes, the accent. I've not been able to ditch it in yeah. some gutter along the way, but uh, it's okay. And it's so what, um, what drew you to photography in the beginning? I don't actually know. Well, uh, I think when I was about five or six, I was given a brownie. Oh, wow. Not, not an not a, not a, uh, actual brownie people, but a camera brownie. Yes, a Kodak are. brownie. And, uh, you know, I, I was able to order people around. Move over there. Let me take your picture. And I got a little attention, I guess. Uh, I'm not really sure what, what did it, but something about it really touched me. And uh, um, how, I ju- how old were you when you, like, said photography is something I'm, I'm serious about and maybe want to do this for a career? I, I probably was 27 years old, 26 to 27. I, before that, I had cameras that I fooled around with that I loved, uh, which I think three of them were stolen along the way. Uh, but, um, yeah, I was about 27 when I realized that uh, there was a chance. And were you still in New York? No, I was out here in California. I was an actor, okay. uh, trying to make a living as an actor, which is a real joke. Uh, and I, <laughs> I needed to be able to survive. Uh, I never was good at having a job. So, uh, and selling drugs was out of the question. Why? I just was, I didn't like being in a bar situation, you know, with right. bars all around me. But so... Um, I had a camera, a friend of mine gave me a camera for Christmas, and I started doing um, uh, headshots for people in my class, okay. and I charged them for that, which was like, I, you know, the first couple of jobs, I really thought I was going to get arrested, that someone would find out that, that you were taking I was money. a fake, right, <laughs> this is, he's not a photographer, so um, yeah, ended up, it was like part of me after a while. And so uh, you were in L.A. working as an actor, but you were feeding this photography habit on the side, or was it vice versa? The photography was feeding the acting. I, I was an actor. I mean, I, that's what I thought of myself as an actor, and I thought of photography as a way to allow me to support my... Basically, it's a habit. Your acting I mean, habit. Yeah. Which is weird because a lot of people are in the reverse situation. They're right. trying to be photographers, and they're using something else to fuel the photography thing. So it's nice to hear someone go in the other direction. Yeah, it was something that I could do that I thought I had the possibility of actually maybe paying rent uh, by doing it. And um, it enabled me to go to class and uh, you know really try to pursue uh, a career which is impossible. I mean, it, the acting business is 
the worst. But you had some good parts. You had some good yeah. roles. You said last night, what was the role that you were in? You had a reoccurring role in... I was in a show called BJ and the Bear. I remember. I, I don't remember the show, but I remember the name. It was a guy who drove a truck across the country, and he uh, Bear was a little monkey that he had a chimpanzee was his partner <laughs> i mean this was back in the, the 70s and uh, eventually they put on eight uh female truckers to follow him around i mean wow it, it sounds was, like the 70s it was unbelievable in the 70s and 80s we had a fascination with apes and chimpanzees i mean you had that's all right the Clint Eastwood, Clintus, right, yeah, the, right every which way you can every exactly which way but loose. exactly yeah, yeah. so and i remember watching those as a kid and thinking this is the pinnacle of cinema we've hit the pinnacle exactly right well that was a good movie and bj was uh uh, you know, BJ was, he still goes to truck shows and uh, um, does surprised. autographs and truckers love him. And it's 40 years later. Wow. Amazing. Okay. So during this time, you're working as an actor. You're also doing photography on the side. And you found out, I'm trying to piece how this story came together, is the exhibition that you had last night was about the writer, director, actor, John Cassavetes. Correct. And so tell me how that an original connection to Cassavetes and why did you go after Cassavetes? What was it about him that you said, I want to work with that guy? Um, it, being an actor and working in Hollywood is almost an untainable goal. I mean, it's really impossible. You have to be nuts. You have to be, really work for a long time for nothing to get to first base. Uh, Cassavetes was known in New York and out here as a maverick and a guy who just, he didn't do the, it the way everybody else did it. I mean, he had his own unique way of doing it. He was independent of everybody else. He had charm and personality. And uh, I was attracted to, to his movies. I had seen Woman Under the Influence, which totally blew me away. I mean, it was really so powerful and so wonderful. And the interaction of the actors in it were, were so real. Um, I... I um, I heard that he was going to do uh, this event, not really an event. He wanted to produce three full-length plays okay. that he wrote, and uh, he wrote with uh, Ted Allen, which was another writer who originally got an Academy Award. So two of them were written by Ted Allen. The third one, John wrote, and um, so he was going to produce these plays in Hollywood. And I found that he was and Jenna were going to be at this Jenna Rollins. Jenna Rollins, right? We're going to be at this warehouse that they were converting into a theater which ended up to be just a magnificent place for actors, um, at a certain uh, time the next day. And you staked them out. I staked them out. I was <laughs> like, you know, I said, oh, my God, I definitely want to try to get into this. And I, uh, so I, I thought I'd wait for them at the theater. So I got to the theater probably around 7, 30, 8 o'clock, and they showed up at uh, about 10 o'clock. Wow. It, yeah. And I you, mean, just, you just pounced on them. Well, you know, I had put myself in this position where I had no choice. I mean, I set myself up <laughs> that, you know, if you don't do this, you're going to have to just live under the bed for the rest of your life. So uh, they went into the theater and I, um, I followed them in and they were like, oh, about 30 years, 30 yards down the hall. And I, walked, I said, John, Jenna, you know, and they both turned around and like I was somebody that they knew. Good and move. I, I could, that was a good move. John, Jenna, it was a good way to start. Yeah. So I walked up to him, and I'm, I mean, my heart was pounding. There's no question about it. This was an icon at the time. Everybody loved him, and he was revered by actors and, and directors. Everybody thought of him as a, a unique uh, individual in the world of uh, film. So I went up to him and— And you said, can I photograph 
I said, I, I would like to be involved. I'd like to document this photography-wise, and I, if I could do anything else, I'd like to. And he basically cut me off, and he said, be here at 8 o'clock in the morning. Whoa. And I you shut just, up. Like, freak out? I, like, <laughs> thank you. And I, I knew I was, anything yeah. else, I was going to be in yeah. trouble if I opened up my mouth one more, one more time. But, so I left, and I showed up the next day at 8 o'clock, and uh, I was there for six months. It was really... And for six months, he was putting together these plays, and you were there shooting basically behind the scenes, what we would call BTS today or behind the scenes kind of things of the productions happening. Actually, in the middle of the scenes. I mean, I, oh, okay. I also, uh, he gave me a part in one of the plays. And wow. uh, the, the situation was they were in a, a room with a, um, four tables in a square. Okay. So I was at, usually at one of the, a seat in, at one of the tables and was able to get a really unique close view of uh of what was going on and yeah it was it was wonderful and so how was it to be first of all how were you working like what camera was this obviously analog era you're probably shooting right. tri-x exactly and so would you shoot and process every day or would you shoot and save the film up for a couple of weeks and then process were and were people saying where's the film where's the film where are the photos well, nobody was, I, I pretty much shot and every couple of days I had him processed. It was a situation, the lighting, a uh, difficult situation as far as lighting goes because um, there was, I was not able to use flash. I didn't want to use flash. Yeah. Um, I pretty much shot everything with a Canon and a 100 millimeter lens at uh, a 60th or 30th of a second at 2.8. So... Um, I did maybe 3,000 photos in the period of time, which now you do on one job, which is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But uh, oh, that was over about four or five months. And uh, I'd say probably 25% of the photos were soft mm. because of that situation. We call that artwork now. Now we do, yes. Yeah, exactly yeah. that has a that. whole other oh, life now. Right. Yeah. In that, those <laughs> and, days, and I would the, cry. Exactly. <laughs> and at those times, you're like, you idiot, this is out of Seriously. focus. Seriously. Yeah. And so... You shot these pictures and six months there, and you've got 3,000 images roughly. You've got those negatives, and you're still acting at this point. So you got a, yeah. you got a part in the play, but then when you came out of the Cassavetes thing, what, what, did, what was happening? Well, I mean, that was the point where I realized that I might have potential to have a career in photography because uh, it, it did get a lot of acclaim. The photos were, some of the photos I think were personally were the best thing I've ever done, and I think some of the best photos of Cassavetes and Jenna Rowan's. And um, so there was a, a lot of appreciation about that, and I looked at myself in a, a little bit of a different way um, because of that acclaim and, and the feedback that I got on it. So um, I, I took the images. Um, some of the people that were involved in the play uh, helped me out, and we created these pamphlets with images and uh, quotes that Cassavetti said. And I went to New York. I got him to all the publishers in New York, and... Uh, pretty much unanimously, they all turned me down. Uh, and I mean, they I just, just said we can't make money from this. We can't make money. I mean, let's face it, Cassavetti's movies never made money. Although he was iconic and everybody appreciated him, he was not about the big, the big, the big show. Production. Yeah, yeah. So um, I didn't really know what to do. So I put him in a uh, a big case, you know, and uh, I put him under my bed, and they stayed there for thirty something years, if not more. So. 
And then all these years later, you realize that they have, they definitely have a life because Cassavetes was such a lightning rod guy. But there's a parallel with Cassavetes and you that I, that came out last night when you were talking during the interview after your, your opening, there was a Q and a last night after his opening. So you were talking and, and you said that there was a time in your life where you were in photography and you were making pictures that nobody was telling you to make. You were making what you wanted to do, which was this Cassavetes exactly. thing. And then you made the flip of going over and becoming more of a commercial photographer where now suddenly you're putting what you're, you're shooting in the hands of other people because you're making money. And that, that is a dramatic transformation. Exactly. And Cassavetes was one of those guys that just said, I, never, I, don't, give, I don't give a shit about making money. I don't care. And so right. people were working for him for free, but he was making exactly what he wanted to make, even though there was probably no massive audience for it out there. Correct. And so how were you conscious of it at the time when you switched from shooting what you wanted into becoming commercial? Did you know what you were in essence giving up or what was that feeling like? I didn't actually because what I found in the six months with John was that I had some talent. I felt like I had some talent and uh, I when I got really into doing headshots, I mean day and night we were doing maybe 20 or 30 a week, I mean massive amounts of them. Uh, and I really built up a business very quickly, and I enjoyed it. I mean, I love working with people. I love getting reactions of them that would give them good shots, uh, and I, to me, it was being creative also. Sure. You know, and not only was it, you know, it was an art from my perspective because I was creating something I thought was valuable for them, and. Um, I on the side, I was doing photos that I thought were just for me uh, and trying to be real creative, and I did some great stuff, but I was never compelled to go back to being broke. Yeah. Okay? That was I get a it. Sure. giant motivation for me. I, I liked being able to pay my rent. I had a, a car that was, I bought a new car at one point, which was like, yeah, are you kidding deal. me? Yeah. Yes, it was a big deal. So uh, there was something that, you know, you look back and you say, well, I could have possibly been a, an artist that made money on his photography uh, and might have been a lot happier or, or more successful or more famous. And But that wasn't my path. I mean, I did not want to be broke. I had hitched around the country and I had gone from one place to the other and I did not want to do it again. I had done it once and I needed to make a living and sure. hopefully one day start a family and yeah. So that was it. Which you did. I mean, you and and you were successful at the photography that you were doing. And, right. And so the the Cassavetes work reemerges all these years later, and you had an opening at Canon Hollywood, which Correct. was last year, I believe. Yes. Which was a madhouse. It was packed. Yeah, Jenna Rollins came to the opening. And so this were were you surprised at the reception to the work, or did you know that people would come out for Cassavetes? I knew that he was still loved adored and uh, he was an iconic figure i mean he created a, a sphere around himself that was so unique i mean the guy himself was a one of a kind he was um he almost got to a spiritual level of who he was i hate to put it like that but he seemed evolved in his ability to uh explain relationships and put himself in the middle of a moment of two people and explain what's exactly going on here. He was, and he did it in such a way that everybody could understand them and, and appreciate it. So it was sort of a master class, those times there with him. was It was a master class, not only in uh, um, a theatrical sense, an acting sense, but about life. I mean, he talked about life so much. And when you when the work was over and you went your separate ways, did you see him again later in life, or was that the end of your experience with him? 
Um, well, he went off to do The Tempest, and then he came back and he did Love Streams, which was yeah, one of the plays. last night. Right. Yeah. And then he died. And he died of, was it cancer? Liver cancer, yeah. Liver cancer, okay. So I've seen Jenna a number of times after that, and John uh, Voigt was very supportive over the years about getting the photos out there. Uh, but that was pretty much the last time I saw John. And the, there's one thing that you mentioned to me last night that I think is pretty classic um, Cassavetes, and then I want to tell you my, my Cassavetes, my relationship to him, which was he said you can't sell the, the photographs. Right. Well, <laughs> this is what's so amazing about John. I mean, he, was, he did nothing for monetary, for the money. He uh, um, put his house up for sale every time. He mortgaged his house, actually, for all his movies. He was offered millions of dollars to have a video company wanting to come in and shoot the uh, plays. Uh, he charged $2 a ticket. Um, he was, you know, he was just an artist. He did it for the love, and it was his work. He didn't care if the audience liked it or if... He did it for himself. I mean, he was really a true artist, and he came from a, a place of integrity with his art. I mean, he was he was a, a really honest guy. Um, and, it's rare. Uh, it's which very, was rare. very rare. You know, but the funny thing about it is that I got in there and I got involved with him. And um, when I said I wanted a document, he says, fine, yeah, absolutely. We'll do whatever you want. Uh, I It cost me a lot of money, yeah. okay? Yeah. It really cost me a lot of money. And at the end, everybody wanted prints. I mean, it was John Cassavetti. And so I sold a couple of prints for, they caught the, an 8 by 10 at the time, I think, cost me 7 bucks. I was selling them for 12 bucks. So, and... John found out immediately and called me and he says, you cannot sell those prints. You have to give them away. (laughs) And my jaw dropped. I mean, are you kidding me, John? You have to give them away. And I was too stunned to even put up an argument. And I said, oh, okay, John. So I didn't sell another print because obviously I wasn't going to put out, you know, seven bucks to... Because I liked everybody. I mean, I did, but... Yeah, you got to draw the line somewhere. So that was pretty much it. And the thing about John, and I told us sort of the story uh, last night too, is that his, in his movies he did the same thing. He, he really didn't pay anybody a lot of money. He promised them money. And uh, he, he, I mean, he was, and then just never paid. And just never paid, you know. Uh, I think most people didn't really care because they were involved with Cassavetti. But some of them, you know, say, you know, it was wonderful, but he never paid me. You know, Where's my money? He didn't make any money. I mean... So my, my experience with Cassavetes, I had never heard of him, never seen him. And it's probably, I'm guessing, in the early 80s, and HBO came out, the cable television. And we had moved to Texas, and we had a TV that actually got reception for the first time in my life. And there were, you know, there were only like 10 movies playing, and they would loop the same movies over and over again. And Tempest was one of the movies, and I hated it. I saw it the first you time. You hated it. I hated it because I was a kid, and I'm like, I didn't know who Raul Julia was. I didn't know who, who Cassavetes was. It was too slow. There were all these weird people. It was filmed in like Greece or something. Right, it was. And it was just something I had to endure. And I, being a kid and having cable, I endured it over and over. And I'd catch it like a third of the way through or halfway through at the end. And finally, one day, it stuck. And I started to realize how different that movie was and how great guys like Royal Julia was like, I'm like, this guy's a genius. And it stuck. And so that's always been my sort of reference point to Cassavetes. And then he was gone, you know, very shortly thereafter. Feels like anyway. Well, the thing about John is that he was a magnificent actor, too. I mean, he really had a lot of power. He was the husband in in Rosemary's Baby. Mm -hmm. uh, And he was, I mean, scary in that. It was just so cold-blooded. And he was in uh, The Dirty Dozen. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, that's right. That's and, right. That's another reference, and, and I love and, that movie. And he was remarkable. I think he was nominated in that movie uh, for his little part, one of the dozen. So yeah. he was a brilliant actor. And, of course, Jenna is Jenna, yep. you know, who's wonderful. So, And that's he basically took these jobs so he can make enough money to direct and produce his next movie. Fantastic. It yeah. is fantastic. It, it's just cool to hear somebody stick to their guns like that because it's so easy to not do that. He, he did, And he did it with such an open heart and a, a sense of humor. I mean, he was always playing pa- practical jokes on you and you never saw him up to, never saw him angry, okay? Wow. He's producing, directing, and writing three full-length, three-hour plays at one time, a massive undertaking, and this guy goes into it with an open heart, seemingly unafraid and kind and generous to everybody it was just it was wonderful where are those people now they're right here yeah besides you and i i mean you know lesser normal people and so okay so let's fast forward a little bit to today which is you're still working as a photographer correct and you have done you're still doing occasionally headshots and weddings and portraits and everything right i mean i've photographed pres i've I've done pretty much everything yeah I love it. It's it's given me a great life. I'm so grateful and thankful to have been able to connect to something like that that uh, has, you know, emotional gratification and is able to pay for my daughter's uh, college and all of that. And you've had a, it's been 40, 40 year career. 40 years. I haven't had a job. (laughs) (laughs) And so is there, has there anything that you haven't shot that you, we talked a little bit earlier when we were hiking about traveling and just shooting things around the world. Is there any particular thing that you haven't done that you would say that's something I'm going to do before I stop taking pictures? You know, it's interesting. I, when I first got into this and, and sort of started getting serious with, with the camera, I started shooting trees. I mean, I was enamored by how unique each tree was. And uh, it sounds crazy, but I did a whole series on trees. And, uh, you know, I'd sort of like to get back into that and go around the world. And um, I don't know if it's possible to make any money on it because I still need to make money. I'm 69. Sure. And, baby, uh, I have another great. 40 or 50 years ahead of me. And uh, i got to figure out how to do it. So, Well, I think uh, based on your past success and what you're doing now, I think you're still going to be you're going to be out there. But you know, at some point, we're not even going to need the camera anymore. It's just going right. to be that chip that they're going to just put pull in your as, your yeah. earlobe, and it's going to you're going to wink at what you want to see. And, yeah, and you'll be trending immediately. Thank God, know, I'll be in the grave by then. trending. Yes. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and do this. It was a blast seeing your show last night. I'm going to include a bunch of the photos on this post and. Um, Congratulations Thanks, on, on the show. It was really cool to see so beautiful prints, that. by the way, as well, which uh, last night at the show, it was just a really well-packaged, cool thing, and I'm happy for you. Thanks, man. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Hopefully.